and welcome to Mixed DNA Podcast, the podcast with two mixed race hosts talking about any and everything. Each week, we pick a topic, do some research, throw in our own thoughts and opinions, and put everything together to share with all of you. I'm Melissa. And I'm Vanessa. Today's episode, episode number 58, is Mixed DNA and our end of the year recap. It's our final episode for the year, and we wanted to share and reflect on best and worst things that happened this year. We'll take a look at news stories and pop culture news to reflect on how this year went down. It's been a hectic year for sure, and it really did seem to fly by. Here we are, Christmas 2022 already, and New Year's Eve, and 2023 are right around the corner, and Mixed DNA has some big things planned for next year, like the launch of our new logo and color scheme, as well as some merchandise that we hope to have available as early as spring. And we'll be changing up the format of our social media content a bit too. But don't worry, we'll still be providing you with as much informative, interesting, honest, and fun information as we possibly can. While we tackle some new topics, as well as go back and reflect and build upon some that we've already covered. Any and everything that happens is a different experience for each of us. We all react differently. We all feel differently. Our thought processes are all different. Before we start recapping the year, we don't want anyone to be offended because we didn't mention a specific news headline or we missed a story or whatever it is you think we do wrong. Don't hold it against us. A lot happened this year, and we're trying to give a brief overview of the year with our perspective in mind. We're going month to month for the year with the biggest story we can remember for each month. And we're talking news here, actual news. We'll get to pop culture a little bit later. So, for example, in January... Conversion therapy was banned in Canada. The bill defines conversion therapy as any practice, treatment, or service designed to change or repress a person's sexual orientation or gender identity or gender expression. Legislation made it illegal to provide, promote, and profit from conversion therapy. This went into effect January 7th. Basically, it's illegal to try and cure someone of their gender identity or sexual orientation. In February... Russia invaded Ukraine, and war ensued between the two nations. What I find most disturbing about the whole invasion is that the rest of the world, the NATO countries, aren't or can't do anything to help, like to really help. People are dying unnecessarily. President Zelensky has asked countless times for help. And like, I feel for the man. And I understand why Time Magazine named him the 2022 person of the year. Placing sanctions on Russian citizens, pulling your businesses out of Russia like Starbucks, McDonald's, Nike, Uniqlo, etc. It helps to show unity with Ukraine, but nothing really is being done, which is why it's still ongoing. And I applaud Ukraine for doing as well as they have thus far in terms of fighting back, because I don't think Putin thought it would be this difficult to capture the whole nation. In March of this year, there was the first ever case of an HIV cure by means of a dual stem cell transplantation, which is an umbilical cord blood combined with a half-matched bone marrow transplant, happened to a woman from New York who stopped antiretroviral therapy and had no HIV detected for 14 months. The dual stem cell therapy also led to remission from leukemia that she developed in 2017. This was a definite giant step in the right direction for HIV cure research, as was noted by the World Health Organization in March of this year. In April, the upcoming host country to the 2022 FIFA World Cup, Qatar, announced a ban on all LGBTQ paraphernalia, especially flags, which would be confiscated. The one love armband worn by many players during the games was also banned. Same-sex relations are criminalized in the conservative Gulf nation of Qatar, as are many other things. 
Qatar announced three days before the start of the World Cup this year that no alcohol was going to be served during matches. Initially, for both LGBTQ symbols and alcohol sales, Qatar had agreed, going back on their word. That's not shocking. I don't know why. I mean, I know Qatar gave FIFA up all the money they want, but I don't know why you would go to such a restricted country to have fun. And I don't even understand why Qatar, like, why do you want the games there? Like, what's the big deal? I don't know. Money. That's all I can think of. But, like, you're going to the one of the most rigid places to have fun. Come party, but no smiling, no laughing, no jumping, no dancing, no alcohol, no hugging, no loving. Yeah, cool. I can't wait to go. A guy at work was saying how it's going to. It's like He's like, it's going to boost, you know, um, tourism. Like, who the hell would want to go? To be oppressed, that seems a little bit ridiculous. And only men would be able to go. My, uh, one of my old roommates from university, she used to teach there. In May, the unfortunate, very disturbing Robb Elementary School shooting in Uvalde, Texas happened. In a mass shooting, 18-year-old former student Salvador Ramos fatally shot 19 students and two teachers. 17 others were also wounded. Since the fatality, parents have sued police. People have been fired from very high up positions for not acting accordingly and not doing everything they could to have possibly done to save lives, children's lives. A tragedy indeed. In June of this year, the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, the landmark piece of legislation that made access to an abortion a federal right in the United States. The reverse decision dismantled 50 years of legal protection and paved the way for individual states to curtail or outright ban abortion rights. To me, this is like one of the many reasons why I think the U.S. is so backward. Like, I don't understand how in a big first world nation, like the number one first world nation, something like abortion can be illegal. That something like abortion is even like on the table for discussion, like makes no sense. Which is why I'm, I'm always glad that I'm, I'm not American. Me too. I almost get offended when I go and travel and they say, are you American? It's like, like God, what makes you think I'm American? I know. Do I look stupid to you? So I told the Americans out there, I know you're not all stupid. But yeah, I mean, look, we're on, already at June and I'm like severely depressed with all this. It was like a couple happy things. In July, we saw British Prime Minister Boris Johnson resign. See you later. There was a lot wrong with this man. He drank a lot publicly and embarrassed himself on many occasions. And he was accused of groping two men, which led to many allegations that set off a whole chain of reaction of events that ended with his downfall. Another prime minister story that happened in July was the assassination of former Japanese prime minister Shinzo Abe. Abe was the longest serving prime minister in Japanese history, serving the Liberal Democratic Party from 2006 to 2007, and then again from 2012 to 2020. Abe was assassinated while speaking at a political event in Nara City, Japan, by Tetsuya Yamagami, 41 years old, who made a homemade firearm. Yamagami told investigators he shot Abe in relation to a grudge he held against the Unification Church to Abe and his family had ties. Why is this always religion? It's always religion. What would the world be like without religion? Probably skipping Kumbaya joyfully in a circle. You wouldn't sing Kumbaya. Isn't Kumbaya religious? Kumbaya, my lord, kumbaya. Yeah, it's pretty religious. <laughs> in August of this year, novelist Salman Rushdie was stabbed multiple times in the neck and abdomen as he was about to give a public lecture at the Chautauqua Institution in New York City. 
24-year-old Hadi Matar was arrested at the scene and charged the following day with assault and attempted murder. Writers and politicians around the world saying the attack was on the freedom of expression. Of course it was. The attack sparked outrage in Western nations but was praised by extremists in Muslim countries like Iran and Pakistan. Hadi Matar pleaded not guilty to second-degree attempted murder. Rushdie lost vision in one eye and the use of one hand due to the incident. Rushdie released excerpts of his new novel on December 5th. The new novel is to be released by early February 2023. In September, morality police in Iran murdered 22-year-old Masha Amini. The morality police, who are attached to Iranian law enforcement, are mandated to ensure the respect of Islamic morals. Masha Amini was arrested in Tehran for allegedly wearing a hijab incorrectly. She was placed in detention where she was beaten into a coma and died three days later. Since then, an uprising of protests across the world, but most importantly and most impactful, are the ones in Iran. Iranian women are burning hijabs and cutting their hair in public as a demonstration to the government that women don't belong to them, they belong to themselves. Videos of Iranian police assaulting Iranian protesters have gone viral, causing the protests to spread internationally, causing Iran to shut off the internet in parts of Tehran and Kurdistan, and many social media platforms have been blocked. This was apparently done as a way to limit protests, and in more recent news, the morality police were suspended, and it's unclear if this was if this is actually factual, though the announcement was made by Iranian Attorney General Mohammad Jafar Montaziri, or if this is just a claim to like calm international uprising. There's also no confirmation as to what will happen to women who appear in public without the mandatory hijab or headscarf. The time for change in nations like this is on the cusp, and the time for change is now. So, I mean, it's obviously it's it's very sad how this whole protest came about, but um, it's good that it's at the forefront now and people are paying attention. In October, Elon Musk finalized his purchase of Twitter. While many see the move as a hard-right political agenda, others believe that Musk is going to use Twitter to remake the online payment industry. Musk was originally part of the original PayPal mafia that built the giant platform in the 90s and went on to become billionaires. Many people that Musk brought with him to Twitter are people heavily invested and involved in the world of online payment, including crypto. I suppose we'll find out in due time the real agenda of Musk's takeover. And this is a good time to announce that at the end of this year, which is right around the corner, Mixed DNA podcast will no longer be accessible via Twitter. We are actually leaving the platform until we actually know exactly what is happening with Twitter and whether that's somewhere we want to be. Goodbye, Twitter. Yes, moving forward, we won't be there. In November, the World Cup started and the host nation Qatar, which I think is hilarious that they lost their first match <laughs> with Ecuador 2-0. <laughs> Hilarious. Qatar is the first host nation in history to lose their opening match. You know, it's great karma for a nation that has made ridiculous decisions and choices pertaining to the world's most important sports tournament, like banning alcohol sales three days before the start of the tournament, leaving Budweiser, a lead sponsor of the tournament, with a lot of beer they couldn't sell. In other world news, Iran refused to sing their anthem in solidarity with protesters in their homeland. Germany covered their mouths in their initial team pitcher as a protest against the ban of the One Love armband, and Cristiano Ronaldo became the first male player to score goals at five consecutive World Cups. And congratulations to Argentina and Messi for winning this year's tournament. In December, 
one of the lawmakers behind the Don't Say Gay bill, was indicted on wire fraud and has been charged with pandemic aid fraud. State Representative Joe Harding defrauded a federal law program designed to help small businesses during the pandemic. Harding backed the Don't Say Gay bill that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed into legislation in March of this year. The bill became law banning sexual orientation instruction to children from kindergarten to the third grade. Always seems like something is wrong in Florida. Must be the water or must be Florida. In other news topping headlines for the year, the world is in serious inflation and people can't afford shit anymore. It's a serious problem that the cost of food and basic life essentials are becoming insanely expensive. North America suffered, and I believe is still suffering, from huge droughts. Boats, old ships, and other antiquities are being unearthed because water levels are so low. Which, I mean, is good for historians and good for history in general, but uh, can't continue that way. Uh, Monkeypox was a big issue with men in the LGBTQ community during the summer, but that really seems to have died down because I haven't heard about it in a while. Serena Williams retired from the world of tennis, as did Roger Federer. Queen Elizabeth died, and now we have Prince Charles. Barf. And in November, the world population surpassed 8 billion. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, considering the world and the way it is right now, but yes, we've surpassed 8 billion people. We will now turn our attention to pop culture, something Melissa and I are slightly more knowledgeable about. A lot happened this year, as with every year in pop culture. Pop culture favorite Betty White passed away December 31st, 2021, and 2022 started off with the hashtag Betty White Challenge, which was a viral fundraising effort to honor her legacy. White was an animal lover, an outspoken advocate for animal welfare, and Meta, formerly known as Facebook. Confirmed that between Facebook and Instagram, over 12.7 million by Betty White's 100th birthday, which would have been January 17, 2022. Another huge Hollywood story for the year was Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial in which more than 10 million in damages was awarded to Johnny Depp, thank God, because she's insane. At the end of the highly publicized trial, a seven-person jury found that Heard defamed Johnny in her op-ed about domestic violence. Heard also won one of her defamation counterclaims and was awarded $2 million. The jury must have concluded that Depp did not abuse Heard and that Heard knowingly lied in accusing him of abuse. In more recent news like this month's news, Amber Heard is appealing the defamation verdict, demanding a new trial saying the outcome has a chilling effect on women speaking out. Well, not, not the liars. The damn liar. You're not even a good actor normally. It's true. Another big story was the slap heard around the world. And yes, I'm referring to Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars. At the 94th Academy Awards, Smith walked on stage and slapped Rock across the face during his presentation for Best Documentary Feature. The slap was apparently in response to Rock's joke about Jada Pinkett Smith's bald head, which she had been shaving since 2021 due to alopecia. Smith slapped Rock, shouted profanities, and returned to his seat in the audience. Rock briefly commented at the time, but completed his presentation without further interruption. What did you think about that slap? Were you watching when you walked up and slapped him? Yeah. At first, I thought it was, like, part of the... Yeah. They're, like, little... Because, you know, they do, like, weird things during live presentations. That was a bitch slap. But when you saw Chris Rock's face, I was like, oh, that was so not planned, and Will Smith's lost his mind. Later that evening, which I was surprised that this was allowed to even happen, Smith won Best Actor for his role 
and King Richard. During his acceptance speech, Smith apologized. He apologized to the Academy and to his fellow nominees, but not to Chris Rock. The following day, Smith apologized again to the Academy, and this time to Rock via social media. He also resigned his Academy membership, facing potential suspension, and was banned from attending the Academy events for 10 years. And I personally think that his Oscar should have been revoked. Yes. But what do, what do I know? No, I agree. Oh, you can't go to a fancy, fancy party full of rich people for 10 years. Oh, poor you. I loved him so much. Will Smith? Me too. Yeah, and then... I don't know. I would even prefer him, and it would have been terrible as well, just to sit in the audience and tell him to shut the fuck up and do all that stuff. Why do you have to go and slap yeah, from him? His yeah, seat. for real. And it's supposed to be classy Academy Awards? Like, it's trash. Kanye was very Kanye this year. <laughs> I'm so shocked. One of the biggest icons in the world with a huge platform and mega influence started perpetuating incredibly problematic messages. We already know he has a hard time with restraint, like the whole Taylor Swift video music award incident, which was ridiculous, or the George Bush doesn't care about black people. Mike Myers' face just like drops and all the color goes out of his face. That was it's pretty funny. That's why I was laughing, not at his comment. Comments on NBC or even 2018 when he ranted that slavery was a choice. In October of this year, at his Yeezy show, his new line of clothing included shirts with White Lives Matter printed on the back, mm -hmm, which of course is a statement used by white supremacists, but in response to the Black Lives Matter movement. Kanye also went on Instagram to say, Everyone knows that Black Lives Matter was a scam. Now it's over. You're welcome. He was then banned. He was on a roll this year. He was then banned from Instagram and then took to Twitter to make several comments against Jews. Keep going. Accusing them of having control over rapper Diddy. Does Puff Diddy, Diddy, whatever, even rap anymore? Like, he's behind the scenes. Still making lots of money. This led to his removal on Twitter. The list goes on for strangeness from the rapper who has suffered major repercussions from his actions. Peers and fellow celebrities have denounced his actions and no longer support or wish to work with him. Shocking. Including Balenciaga, who also has major issues this year surrounding their child bondage advertisements, which celebrities and the public were very vocally against, causing CEO Dimena Jvaslalia to apologize for the disturbing ads that apparently he didn't realize were disturbing before they went worldwide. Kids in bondage outfits, yes, yes, very autistic, yes, very fashion, yes. Oh, people don't like it? I don't understand. You can't, you don't know art, people. And then you have to apologize? You know. They probably already wrote an apology. Like, let's see how many people get pissed off. Oh, that many, oops, okay, sorry. Yesterday at my, at my work's uh, Christmas party, we were talking about this Balenciaga campaign. And we were saying, like, the average person, which I consider myself the average person, I don't see Balenciaga ads. I don't fucking, it's not like I'm going on the Balenciaga website. I don't read Vogue magazine. I don't read InStyle. Like, I don't see anything Balenciaga. But because of all the hype, now Balenciaga is burying my face. I mean, I'm never going to own anything Balenciaga, whether they have poor choice of advertisements or not. But kind of the whole scandal brought Balenciaga to the eyes of the everyday normal person. 
Well, there was a girl looked at who looked at one of the ads, this girl on TikTok, and they had caution tape with the word Balenciaga on it. And when she did an upcost of the picture, it said B-A-A-L in Siaga. And apparently, if you separate Ball and Siaga, it says Ball is king. And Ball is a guy in religious, something, not a guy, sorry, like a goat man who sacrifices children and eats them. You don't need to have Ball is God to know that these people in higher up are pedophile pieces of shit. You need to have something to read into. Otherwise, it wouldn't be happening. All right. Back to Kanye. And his Kim Kardashian divorce was finally settled this year, in which Kardashian will receive $200,000 per month in child support from West. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, much needed. The two are currently shared joint custody of their four children. Kim also wore that skin-hugging Marilyn Monroe dress, which was just blasphemous to even life, to the Met Gala this year, which she damaged. Of course she did. Like, who the hell does she think she is trying to shove your body in this chick's fucking vintage dress that was probably made for her body only? This chick, man. But she didn't have her body, which is she had to do, like, so much working out and dieting just to, like, get to be able to fit in the dress. And she still ripped it. In other couple news for the year, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davison, and I honestly don't understand the hype with this man. Like, why do women... He gets some hot, hot women. And he is not hot hot like i i don't get it me neither well uh, apparently he has a big he has a big big i think maybe because he's harmless looking and he's funny i guess i don't think he's funny but people think he's funny so funny is up there like you know sure if you're ugly and you're funny it's not bad if you're short and you're funny i mean i don't know i don't know maybe he's funny still i don't get it maybe he's very smooth and like fantastic but you would know because uh, i would never give him the time of day okay other couples um nia long and ume udoka split after 13 years together harry styles and olivia wilde split as did tom brady and giselle bunchin cynthia bailey and mike hill tia maori and Corey hardrick zach braff and florence Pugh, chantal and pedro better known as the family chantal from the 90 day franchise michael b jordan and Lori harvey Shakira and Gerard Piquet, Trevor Noah and Minka Kelly, Natasha Leone and Fred Armisen, and Cory Booker and Rosario Dawson. Also for couples, JLo and Ben Affleck are back on and married after they broke off their original engagement back in 2004. Also married this year, Taylor Lautner and Taylor Dome, Sarah Hyland and Wells Adams, Rita Ora and Taika Watiti, Jesse Plemons and Kristen Dunst, Britney Spears and Sam Ashgari, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker, Ewan McGregor and Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and Brooklyn Beckham and Nicola Peltz. And many celebrities also had babies this year. Rihanna and ASAP Rocky welcomed their first child. Brittany Matthews and Patrick Mahomes welcomed their second. Jean Aiko and Big Sean welcomed their first. And Rebel Wilson welcomed her daughter this year. Tom Hiddleston and fiance Zawe Ashton welcomed their first. Rafael Nadal and his wife welcomed their first, as did Soldier Boy and Jacqueline Martinez. Nick Cannon welcomed his 10th and 11th children this year, and number 12 is on the way next year. Cannon has six baby mamas, in case you were starting to lose track. Some of the best, most successful, most talked about movies of the year included The Woman King, starring Viola Davis, Disney's Turning Red, which was adorable, Jordan Peele's Nope, which is not adorable, the Banshees of Inshaharin, starring Colin Farrell, Licorice Pizza, disgusting, 
I don't know what that is, but it sounds disgusting. RRR, The Batman, Red Rocket, Top Gun Maverick, and Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I didn't really like. The most watched and talked about TV streaming series of the year includes ABC's Abbott Elementary, Hulu's The Bear, FX's Reservoir Dogs, HBO's Barry, Netflix's Inventing Anna, the final seasons of both Better Call Saul and The Walking Dead on AMC, Apple TV's Severance, and the second season of White Lotus on HBO, I'm almost done that, the final season of Atlanta and Disney's Andor. Musical artists that were at the top of the charts this year included Kendrick Lamar, Sam Smith, Bad Bunny, Rihanna, The Weeknd, Beyonce, Lizzo, Harry Styles, Drake, Doja Cat, and Taylor Swift. Notable people who died this year include Kirstie Alley, Irene Cara, Aaron Carter, Takeoff, Jerry Lee Lewis, Robbie Coltrane, Angela Lansbury, Coolio, Anne Heche, Olivia Newton-John, Bill Russell, Nichelle Nichols, Ivana Trump, James Ken, Ray Liotta, Naomi Judd, Gilbert Gottfried, Chelsea Crisp, Meatloaf, Louis Anderson, Bob Saget, and Sidney Poitier. May they all rest in eternal peace. The last few things we're going to discuss before we close off today's episode have to do with race and equality, so that we're returning to the true roots of the real essence of Mixed DNA podcast. In 2002, Maya Angelou became the first black woman to be featured on a U.S. quarter. The tail side of the quarter depicts Angelou with her arms uplifted and behind her is a bird in flight and a rising sun. The images are inspired by her poetry and symbolic of the way that she lived her life. Also this year, in the U.S., Katanji Brown-Jackson became the first black woman to sit on the U.S. Supreme Court. The U.S. Soccer Federation agreed to pay both men and women's soccer teams equally, making the American national governing body of the sport the first in the whole world to match the pay of the sexes. Justine Lindsay became the first openly transgender NFL cheerleader. The 29-year-old black trans woman cheers for the Carolina Panthers squad, the Top Cats. Very recently, Indonesia's parliament approved a new criminal code that bans anyone in the country from having extramarital sex and restricts political freedom. Sex outside of marriage carries a jail term of up to a year under a new law, which will take effect in three years. Critics see the law as a disaster for human rights and a potential blow to tourism and investment. Funnily and contradictory is that France also recently announced that condoms will be free in pharmacies for anyone under the age of 25. Also in the news very recently, Lady Hussey, one of Prince William's godmothers, resigned due to comments and racist remarks she made to Ngozi Forlani while the two were at a reception to honor those working to end violence against women and girls. In a conversation between Fulani and Hussey, Hussey questioned Fulani about her origins, and when Fulani replied she was born and raised British, that apparently was not an acceptable answer, with undertones that black and brown people couldn't actually be British. Here in Canada very recently, it was also announced that we are getting our first ever women's pro soccer league in 2025, so that's definitely exciting for young Canadian women hoping to be able to go pro who can aspire to actually stay on home turf instead of having to leave the country to further their career. It's definitely been a busy year and a torturous year and a scarring year the whole world over, and it's flown by pretty quickly. To start the year off, Melissa and I will share some of our own insights as we reflect on 2022, and we'll share what we have in store for Mixed DNA Podcast for 2023. Thank you again for tuning in, everyone. We wish each and every one of you a very Merry Christmas, 
Happy holidays. Happy New Year. And remind you to subscribe, follow, or like our podcast wherever you're listening from. We would really appreciate it. Also remember to follow us on social media at Mixed DNA Podcast on Facebook or Instagram, where we always post links and relevant information to each week's featured topic. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a happy and safe New Year, and we'll see you all, or better yet, you'll hear us all in 2023. Bye. Bye, everybody. Enjoy the next couple weeks of 2022.